0: Hi, I'm Jim, and I'm David, and this is the Practical Guitars Podcast, the podcast for people who eat, sleep, and breathe guitar.
1: Hey, everybody, how's it going? I, I, I heard that... Uh, <laughs> I heard I'm an idiot Jim you are an idiot I am an idiot because I agree that Joe Bonamassa should be allowed to have his own opinion
0: what? you're not allowed to have an opinion you don't even like fuzz pedals
1: oh, it's just a
0: stupid conversation
1: to start I think, with I think fuzz pedals are crap but that's beside the point <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm here to argue that fuzz pedals are great uh
0: Oh, clearly I've had some indigestion this evening. Um.
1: <laughs> I probably caused it. Hey, let me tell yeah, you something. Yeah, you did. If, if every, how many um, guitar players does it take to play a Jimi Hendrix song?
0: What's the answer, Jim?
1: All of them, apparently. <laughs> how many guitar players? How many guitar players does it take to change a light bulb? Got me. Six. One guitar player to change the light bulb, five of them to sit there with their arms crossed going, Psh, I could have done it better than that. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, that's about the truth.
1: And see, that's what we're getting at right now. Is do, so we're doing this special. This is our Joe Bonamassa special.
0: Yeah, Joe and Bonamassa that's, extravaganza.
1: That's the title of this episode. I'm going to write it down as the Joe Panamasa special. You know why? Because, oh, we'll call it the extravaganza. Extravaganza. I gotta write that out because I, if I just put extra, I won't know what the heck I was meaning in, in 30 minutes.
0: They'll be sending me a message asking,
1: "What was that?" Okay, so <clears throat> let's get right to uh, Joe Bonamassa and what he did recently that's blowing up the guitar players' networks. And when I ask my regular friends, my the normal people in my life, they go, "What are you talking about?" And that is, he said that um, pedals are making people lazy. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the side that says. You know what? I, I agree in some ways. And this is how I'm going to agree, okay? Let me just say that if I've got a pedal that plays an arpeggio, or I've got a pedal that continues to play a piece for you know X number of seconds. Now, I'm not talking about loopers. That's a completely different thing. That's a solo artist's tool, and it's necessary. Um, what he's saying is that there are people out there who can play ambient chords who can't play real chords, who can play a pedal because based on a one or a one five, the pedal will create the chords for you. That is quite different from running out and using a crappy fuzz pedal. I mean, a fuzz pedal. (laughs) You just love the fact that there's (laughs) any
0: type other than a fuzz pedal for you. If there's no type other than a crappy fuzz pedal. That's right. It could be the voice of. It could be called the choir of angels, and it could summon up
1: Jesus Himself, and you'd yeah. be like, "That's crap." It's uh, a crappy. Fu- All the atheists know that that's not real. So what yeah. we're <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going for here is we are. This is our antagonistic podcast yeah. uh, special right now because it is. It was antagonizing. People did not appreciate what Joe Bonamassa did or said, and the problem I have with what people were saying is that hey you know okay you you don't agree with it that's fine don't agree with it but why are you cutting this guy down and then everybody puts up these pictures that are like of him and a bunch of amps well it's him and a bunch of amps and guitars he's got a museum he lets people come through and see guitars and amps they otherwise may have never seen in their lives um how is that a what bad is that thing? thing called
0: the bona museum yeah
1: something like, something that. like that yeah and then Okay, so he had a, a a signature cryberry be wah. A wah pedal does not play arpeggios. A fuzz pedal does not play arpeggios.
0: He had a signature fuzz too.
1: Yep. <clears throat> so tell me, you tell me what is wrong with what he said and having an opinion that, that may antagonize some people. What's wrong with that?
0: Okay, okay. So here's the deal. Like, I understand why people are ticked off. There is a group of people out there. Um, some call them shoegazers. who tend to play their pedals more than they actually play their guitar. And I have seen things, especially on recent forum posts and things where people are like using tape recorders to generate white noise and then manipulating that white noise with pedals and calling it music. Now from my perspective, sort of, uh, if we were to examine what music is, it basically becomes the organization of sound over time, right? Now, I would say that there is certainly an issue with these people calling themselves guitar players, but whether what they're doing is valid or not, I would say yes, it's, it's valid. It's no more different than somebody making EDM using a computer as a noise generator. Right. Granted, don't consider yourself a guitar player, because yes. that's not what you're doing. And if you're using the guitar as a noise generator, that's even sketchy to me because you're not—you don't possess the skills to control the noises you're making.
1: Absolutely. So. <clears throat> and I think that that's one of the things that um that we're looking at. I'm not saying that these people aren't playing guitar. Come on. Even um <clears throat> some of the the people who are considered uh what's the word I want uh, genius. The per- the perfect
0: the perfect example of somebody who does what they these guys are doing but also is an excellent musician in my mind is Robert Fripp. I mean, the guy, the guy was using tape machines to play what he was playing backwards and then playing against it. Agreed. That's basically a soundscape right there. And this whole idea of uh, making soundscapes, that's essentially what Robert Fripp does.
1: And he's been doing it for a really long time. They have a name for it. They call it Frippertronics, for Christ's sakes. Hendrix did it. He did the uh, backwards uh, guitar thing. Um. We've got Pink Floyd, who had bunches of soundscapes on their albums, um, sure. and they did it. And, um, you know, before David Gilmore, Sid Barrett was considered a genius for some of the stuff he did. And let's face it, there were a lot of songs when eight minutes of it was banging away at a single chord.
0: The The logic here dictates that if somebody else has done it before – somebody's going to carry that to a new extreme. That's, right. that's always been the case, right? Exactly. So, you know, you start out with your Hendrix, and then you end up with guys like Yngwie. I mean, right. essentially it's the same thing, but just amped up. And so literally, um, literally right, amped up. Right. Right. If you've ever seen his Sage rig, holy crap. But,
1: I might, I might <clears> go uh, next week. He's coming here to Norfolk at the Norva. And, um, he's I might go here tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's doing a lot. And, um, it's only twenty. I want to see
0: him. I want to see him, but I I do. I just couldn't dra- drag myself to the venue where he's at. So next time he tours, I'll I'll yeah. check it out. I really want to go. Um, but yeah, but my point is that you know I'm not going to sit here and pretend like what they're doing isn't valid. Uh, I don't want to defend Joe Bonamassa for sure. He's I. He doesn't represent what I'm about with music. Right. He's very much about rehashing what has already been done. Right. And for me, like, he's not stretching it in a new direction. Now, I, I, to the same token, I appreciate that the guy's a, a, a very talented player. Um, he does have a lot of the same uh, influence as I do as well. He's real big on Jimmy Page. He's real big on Eric Johnson. And it, those guys are, like, right at, right up my wheelhouse. Jeff Beck, um, Eric Clapton, etc. Uh You know, so it, I, I, I appreciate what he's doing. I just don't necessarily think that this kind of baiting is really helping anybody. Um, and certainly it's generating a lot of controversy, yeah. uh, whether it's justified or not. Well, that's anybody's guess. Um, but yeah,
1: I, you know, so I'm not, I'm certainly not going to defend him. I don't think I could name one Joe bottom. song. Um, we were before John this, Henry. Okay. Is that a, is that a song he wrote? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't honestly think that I could I could pick his guitar playing out of a lineup. And the truth is that <clears throat> my thing is I'm a live-and-let-be kind of guy. You know, um, what do they call that? A, not a libertarian. Uh, when you don't pacif- want – You're a
0: pacifist.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm pacif- I am a pacifist. But um, – yeah, you were in the military. How
0: could you be a pacifist?
1: I was a mil- I was in the military, and I I fired weapons. <laughs> That's right <what> I did. <laughs> <laughs> Big ones too. Really big ones. I made very big explosions. But um, no. What do they call it? They don't. Is it libertarian that uh, just wants you know people to have their freedoms?
0: Libertarians basically want the government to stay the hell out of their life,
1: except in matters of life and death. There you go. And I think that what we what what I'm doing is what I'm saying is I should say is that who cares what his opinion is, honestly, who cares what his opinion is or Paige's opinion is or Jack White's opinion is or whatever, you know, <clears throat> one of the things that uh, so there's a guitar player named Greg Koch, um, that's K-O-C-H, Greg Koch. If you get a chance, check him out. Yeah, um, he's fantastic. Right, fantastic player, um, and he. Uh, he was talking about on one of his live streams and and he said this several times. Somebody asked him what his desert Island guitar is. And he said it was a uh, Telecaster. And I'm thinking, you know, uh, that's a, that's an odd choice. Um, but then again, the guy is six foot seven or six foot six. I know he's way over six foot um, closing it on seven. Um, and He's got huge, huge hands, and he said that he cannot play guitars that some people find very comfortable because of his size, his physical size, not just his hands, his whole physique. So if you take, if you take a guy that big, and I, I remember seeing um, uh, Charlie Daniels playing a Les Paul, and I'm thinking, wow, that thing's smaller than a fiddle, you know? And, um, I always thought
0: they were. I always thought they were like a three quarter sized less ball when I saw him.
1: I know it's like, but then I met him and I was. Uh, I've got a picture of me standing next to him and he's sitting down, <laughs> and before his hat starts, I'm shorter than him. <laughs> he is one big dude. But anyway, um, you know, I'm. I'm not taking Joe Bonamassa aside. Before we got started, okay. I told. Uh, I told Dave. I said, "Hey, let's play Good Cop Bad Cop," because what I wanted to do was show that there are two sides to everything and we wanted to do that. You know, it's one of those things that we have to be able to do. We have to, we have to be able to look at the other side of things. And just because we don't agree with it doesn't mean we shouldn't look at it and say, Hmm, why does this person think that? And then maybe if we get a little bit of perspective on that, we can say, Oh, it's because of this. It's not our preconceived notion of oh joe bonamassa just wants to trash pedals
0: well i mean i i I understand i'm gonna try to put myself in joe's shoes for a minute if you're joe and you're you've devoted your life to guitar playing i mean let's let's talk about a guy that basically was on stages with people like bb king at 12 years old and whose father ran a musical instrument shop where they were trying to get things like 59 les paul's and all the incredible vintage stuff. If you put that into perspective and you've got all these guys running around with pedals rather than expensive gear and a lifetime of, you know, running scales and all that kind of stuff, yeah, I could see him definitely being frustrated by it. Um for him to act like that's a not a valid form of self expression is kind of is kind of screwed up. But ultimately like what are you gonna do? I mean he's essentially sitting in the in, in the seat like so many guys were when drum machines first came out going, how does this change my my situation?
1: Absolutely. I think one of the things that we have to be able to look at here is that he comes, again, we're looking at perspective. His perspective was of a young man who came up with the old blues players who plugged directly in and who then played at the best of their abilities to crank damps through awesome old guitars, and um, that's what he did, and that's what he does. And so, are we really going to say, well, that's not a form of expression either? Um, it, because I get a feeling that every time I see something about Joe Bottomassa, I get, oh, well, Joe Bonamassa um, isn't that good. I mean, all right, uh, okay, so you're saying that Joe Bottomassa isn't that good, but we're sitting here talking about how you know person a or person b or person c is good well that's taste and that's what we were talking about you know before you know if you're if you're going to have taste your taste should be in one direction or another
0: sure sure um yeah i mean i i get uh, back to what Jim was saying with regards to, you know, having this, this dichotomy, I do think we are kind of at odds here to an extent. I mean, uh I don't know. I don't know what your position is, really. But in, in reality, like I kind of agree with him. Um yeah. but again, you know, like I understand that there are things other than guitar that you can make noise with. So I
1: agree with his I agree <clears throat> with his message. I don't agree with the way he said it. You know what I mean, and that's that. <clears throat> okay, you you have a message that is you can overdo the use of guitars, or I mean pedals. The other side of that is that um, well, you shouldn't say that that person doesn't have a valid form of expression. I think what he was I think what he was going for was you're not a real Great guitarist. If you if you don't learn your arpeggios, you don't learn your chords. You don't learn this. Don't learn that. I'll take it to I'll take it to a band, and I know I'm going to get some hate mile now. But here we go. You two, The Edge. Oh boy, here comes here comes. A friend of mine and I, probably about 15 years ago, had a discussion about this. He said, "You know who killed the guitar solo?" He said, "Everybody thinks that it was Kurt Cobain, and it was the whole." You know, oh my gosh, it's uh, uh I don't even remember um uh the whole grunge movement. No. Sure, sure. No, it was the edge. Because grunge wasn't big yet. And yet the edge, here he comes this chink, 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 chink chink, And then it's like there's this big soundscape. Huge. And you know, there was an interview with uh I wish I could find it because somebody's gonna say, Oh, that's not real, but um way, way back <clears throat> I want to say I read this interview probably in the early or late 90s, early 2000s, where they were asking you 2 if they were ever a cover band. And they said, no, we we didn't play covers because we couldn't. We could not play covers. And Uh so, you know, I was like, yeah, that's because you couldn't play covers.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. I mean, if you go back and look at early footage of uh, The Edge – which, by the way, why couldn't he pick a name that didn't start with the?
1: I know. <laughs> anyway. well, it right? Uh, <clears throat> well, it was a, it was a real if punk back, thing at one time.
0: Yeah, and I saw, like, he had done, he had, I guess he played with some punk outfits and stuff, and that was, like, his yep. big deal. was, like, he, he was really into punk music. But, like, there really wasn't a whole lot of skill there. That being said, I will say this much about The Edge. He actually does play his instruments like it's not just a noise maker he does use chords and stuff oh, and no, so no. he's kind of like the the genesis of this whole attitude uh one part of it and again like we're talking about being taken to extremes clearly the next step is to just start playing the pedals
1: absolutely i think that you know again i'm not putting down the edge don't don't get me wrong probably the way
0: i, I am i i actually don't care for it but
1: <laughs> i well there's some of his stuff i like um and having covered it it's some there's there are some interesting chord forms that he's used that nobody I think it's like who would use that? That that's just the weirdest chord.
0: But it Yeah, because he's in like totally exploratory
1: territory, right? Exactly. Um but <clears throat> who can cover him? I mean I can't have a rack of 175 effects all feeding into each other in various loops. I mean he only need a helix. If you yeah <laughs> <laughs> if <you>, he <laughs> <laughs> virtual looping. <laughs>
0: No, let let me me tell you right now. So his big effects rack, like I have every effect that I've ever used in the studio and used to record something like is in my rack and I have a patch for all of it. Listen, about 90% of that stuff could be consolidated down to a couple of boxes. Like this whole idea that you need the refrigerator racks is totally for his own ego.
1: Uh, Well, I don't know if it's ego or just – literally I'm going to use this word and please don't take it in the con uh, the connotation that it's negative but ignorance it is an ignorance of how else could I do this he's he's just like everybody else once he got a certain way of doing it and it goes right he doesn't right. want to mess with that you know
0: you hear? well yeah, I would argue okay so this is this is the the, the pedal guy reformed that's me uh I would argue that it, at the volumes that they're playing at, in the venues they're playing at, you can't tell the difference between that's a
1: Boss CE one or an Axe Effects. There's no way, so it's yeah. totally legal. It, it that that is true, <clears throat> but that could be said just about anybody. There's there was somebody who said, um, I can't remember who recently, who said the effects aren't for the audience; the effects are for me. True,
0: and and I kind of I I've heard on that side before, so.
1: Yep. And I got to, uh, you know, I never heard it said that way before. I have to, I have to take that side of it, uh, that perspective of it. <clears throat> now um, I never put down somebody's effects. I mean, yeah, I joke with you all the time about fuzz pedals because fuzz pedals aren't my thing. But then again, I love Jimi Hendrix. So, you know, we'll go to that.
0: You just need a really good fuzz pedal, Jim. That's I what do. you need, I do. I need You need, a good so, you need something that doesn't suck yeah. and uh, something that's yeah. not a fuzz
1: face. At least going that means new it's gonna cost you
0: about three hundred dollars or something.
1: Yeah, and and right now, <laughs> right now, Jim is saving for a fe- a pedal we can't talk about, and also trying to buy another pedal. So,
0: yeah. Well, I'm just saying, if you know, so one of these days, maybe I'll maybe I'll mail you one. Yeah. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll uh, mail you something from uh, Pelican Noise Works or something like
1: that. That would be very sweet of you. I would, <laughs> I would love you for years, but you're gonna you mail it back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. If it's a loner, yeah, of course. Um, You know, uh, going back to our discussion, though, we we as musicians, we tend to get sometimes caught up in our own perspective. And I think that's the I think that's the crux of this whole thing is that Joe said something offhand. um, I'm and just like uh, our president. God help him. He tweeted it or whatever. Yeah. And, and he probably goes, he's probably sitting there today going, Oh, I wish I had not tweeted that. Oh my God. Jeez.
0: I, I convinced our president has like, like some sort of disorder after he tweets something and he probably just sits there for a while. Just like thinking about it. Like, what did I just do?
1: Yep. And Joe Bonamassa has the same disorder right now. I think he caught it. Maybe he shook the president's hand. He caught it. Who knows? Yeah, but possible. <laughs> Yeah, but he's been known to say things that he just wants they to fire kind of people like. up. They do. He just wants to fire people up, you know? Um, and that's that's something that. Uh, it, what's wrong with that, honestly? It doesn't just,
0: seem like the first thing that he said is pretty uh, controversial. I mean, I don't no. know what the last thing was, but I, I've seen the community fired up by him before, so. I oh, think yeah. that to some extent he enjoys his position as like the patrons say to the blues right now which is funny because there are other guys that are way better than him at it
1: but for whatever reason they watched all over to him so but you know what <clears throat> whether there are people better than him or whatever doesn't matter he's carrying the torch and the people that that are putting him down especially in the blues community should honestly should shut up because that's like somebody putting down an artist of any kind that's carrying the torch and getting you sure. gigs cuz people are like uh not going to Bonamasa for fifty dollars, but I'll go it's see this to guy for twenty-five to, or whatever.
0: It's important to remember that music is not a competition. And I think people lose sight of that all what? the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Jim.
0: Because if music was a competition, I'd kick your ass. No. Oh, I
1: would lose so bad. <laughs> yeah, I, would, yeah, right. I would suck so bad.
0: <laughs> but no, but the reality is we'd all suck because we'd have guys running around like Vernon Reed out there oh. who just rip people a new one. You know. Um,
1: yeah. Vernon Reed, Larry Mitchell. I mean, these guys yeah. are out there. Larry ripping Carlton it up. Larry Carlton. Um Jeez, Crow. You know, the, the people that uh, they, they would just kick our rear ends from one end of town to the other. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Even that guy from in the blues, as much as I don't like him, he's probably a better player than me. So.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, he's another guy. His message is. I listen to him because his message is right. It just I don't I don't particularly agree with his delivery. He he, he
0: brews controversy too, man. He does. This is this is controversy night here. You know, we just talked about uh, Jared Dines and Nicholas Olson.
1: Yep. So oh. and Chinese stuff. Yep. Yeah. You know, and uh, so who was the pedal manufacturer that did that? Who was the pedal manufacturer that uh, did all the Chinese? I mean, the big one, the one that broke last year. Do you remember? i don't even not, remember uh not offhand see that's what i mean, I mean I, oh, that's well, what i'm we trying go to say way
0: back we could talk about dan electro
1: dan electro yeah we could and how,
0: how they're gay hating and then everybody's like no we're not gonna buy your pedals and then like that lasted like 90 days and then it everybody's it, like all right let's buy dan electro again
1: i honestly don't even remember them doing that that's terrible um and and the thing is that um that uh, was like
0: two thousand four, two thousand five. That was a long time ago.
1: Was it really? I, yeah. I honestly never heard about Super it. Super. Oh ago. no wonder their their comeback fell short because that was about the time they were really coming back, wasn't it? People were buying their stuff.
0: Well, they had the the because you know they had the like the food pedal series about that yep. time, and then right around that time, I think the Cool Cat stuff started showing up. Yep. And a lot of people jumped on the bandwagon, and then they found out whoever owned Dan Electro was uh, putting money into like groups that were anti-gay marriage and so they jumped all over it um you know i mean i i think you know at least in my mind i don't buy stuff based on the political opinion of the owner as much as i probably should it sometimes um but it's more or less because how can you keep up with it
1: it's hard it's very difficult the fact is that um no matter what, we're gonna find one person in every single company that exists that we don't like, for whatever reason. Sure, sure. And and the fact is that you know I I did not know about that. We're not a political podcast. We're not gonna take sides on that. Sure, but sure. And, I mean, um. And and my point and and your point is that we we have a we have a short memory as Americans. You know what I mean? Sure, we do. And yeah, uh, we we forgot. Thanks. Hours, yeah, Yeah. hours, and the thing is that Batamasa is doing a smart thing. There's no such thing as negative controversy, you know, or negative publicity. I mean,
0: he'll get a lot of guys on his side from this. That's right. As as much as it's easy for me to take the other side, like I know that there's a lot of dudes out there that that will agree with him completely and will buy his next record because they're like this guy stands for me he represents me.
1: Well the thing is that there is a there is a silent community because they're not out there posting in gear forums that are like I've had the same guitar for think about okay so let's say you're a person just like Angus Young okay Sure Sure. You bought a guitar. You got everything.
0: You're set. You're. No, you don't care about the gear
1: community. You what don't do you care, care about
0: for? new stuff?
1: Hey, Gibson is coming out with a, a green and purple one. So what? I don't care. I've got. I this already one. have three. I have three Ebony. What yeah. do I care about that for? Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. And it's like, oh, you know, we're 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 so upset that this guy says no pedals or this one says this. Who cares? I've had I've had the same rig for years. And if you look at the the guys that. That um, and, the, and the women that that are um, doing it up night after night, these folks um, aren't shopping around for the most part. Yeah, in, in general,
0: in general, uh, where we see a lot of that kind of stuff going on is people who have endorsements, and they'll they'll pick out a new product from the line, or they'll pick or they'll switch companies and they'll endorse something new, and then it's like, oh, look, we switched up. But the reality right. that you see in these clubs is. Essentially, you know, I've been using a Flex Tone 2 for 10 years, you know. It's like, yeah. okay, well, if it works for you, why would you challenge that? Uh, that At the same time, uh, I, I wanted to give a little anecdote. Uh, I was at the local music shop, and I guess it was around last Christmas, and a guy came in, and he had um, – he knew the owner. They, they talked for a minute, and I was kind of listening to what was going on. And then he kind of – a around, he came over and talked to me for a minute, then he – Back the owner, and basically the, the, the gist of the conversation was, the owner of the store had built him a rig, oh, probably eight or nine years ago, maybe even older than that, and um, he had finally decided he was going to upgrade. So he he put it all a reverb, sold most of it, and he's in the store looking at new stuff, and he had literally no idea what was there, like like what's this amp? What's this dude like? It's like, dude, you just sold, like, $5,000 with the rack equipment and, and you know, two cabinets, and you're clueless about what amps they've got now. Like, he went from a – he had a Mesa a power amp-based system with uh, a tri-axis, the, the uh, rack mount unit and all that stuff. So, I mean, it was an old setup, and he's, like, coming in and basically being like, so I heard Mesa's got a dual rectifier. You know, it's like, well, that's that's 20 years old now. <laughs> but it it was interesting cuz like I, never, I i mean i just assumed you you have that level of gear you're at least in tune with the market and it and it's not the case and that guy's got 5 6 grand invested in his rig so he's clearly
1: playing like all the time that when i bought my gold top les paul my 2015 gold up, gold top les paul last year um used and i put a picture up of it a lot of my friends um said wow you know where did that come from and right it, it was the same type of thing where um there are all of these folks that are uh they're clueless i was clu- i walked into a music store and i said really and until i joined it the truth is till i joined the groups last year 60 cycle hum and some of these other groups uh wampler pedals and stuff I didn't even know Wampler existed.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I didn't know much about. See, I've been involved with it. I thought it was a
1: podcast for several years longer than you.
0: Yeah, (laughs) so I knew about I knew about Wampler and stuff because when I was younger, when I was coming up, um, yeah. To put it to put in perspective for everybody, when I was younger, uh, (laughs) that this would have been around two thousand ish when I started to learn to play guitar. So that's like seventeen years ago. Um, when I when I started. Uh, amps were just out of the realm of affordability because I was a teenager, you know. Right. And so I started to get into pedals a little bit more, and more or less like when I was in college, really, uh, I started to get into more like, hey, who's making these things? Like, what are the smaller companies? And around that time is when Keeley was starting to take off, and all these other guys. And actually, I got started from from the idea of monitoring. I was fascinated with this idea of taking a cheap pedal and turning it into gold. Uh, Now, obviously now I kind of look at that as turd polishing, uh, but the reality therein lies that, uh, you know, you can start building these ideas about how you're going to how you're going to build a rig for your future, you know, and it's 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 completely the opposite of where I ended up going. But you become aware of these smaller brands, and especially brands like Wampler. He was on forums. He started out modding pedals for people, uh, and I can't remember the name of the site. Uh, he had a site where he was modding pedals for people, and that's how he learned to build the pedals he makes now. Um, he is certainly a force to be reckoned with. I think of all the modders and builders that came from that period. Wampler, Keeley are are basically the two top. Of that of that group, uh, with with Mike Fuller, uh, who actually existed quite a bit longer than them, and uh, also uh, Barber. I, a lot of people may not have experience with Barber, but his stuff is really good. I've got uh, one of his fuzz pedals, and just out of this world. It's the most musical fuzz I have. Um, but anyway, yeah, that I mean, as I grew up in that time period, so for me to be engrossed in this stuff wasn't hard. I mean, I can remember watching. And pining for stuff on Pro Guitar Shop, which is now closing, uh, sadly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's where my love for the Deluxe Reverb really started was when I watched their clip of it. And I, I, I knew what it was. I played through them. I just didn't know what it was capable of until I saw them putting it through its paces. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, I kind of want one of those. Um that silly enough I did I did get very close to having one and decided it wasn't for me um, but that only took that only took 10 years or so
1: uh so well we've come to because uh, this is a special we've come to the end we want to thank everybody for tuning in for putting up with the fact that um we uh took both sides of the controversy yeah um and we want to hear from you we want you to tell us hey what do you think
0: yeah. Uh, hopefully this sparks a conversation. Bring it on to the group. Again, uh, our podcast is powered by Death Wish Coffee. Uh, we have no endorsement with them, but we are uh, we're hoping that we can entice them because we really, really like their product. It's yes, not do. Because, uh, It's not for anything other than that. So I will continue to promote them until somebody sends us a check.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then we won't promote them anymore because they. No, said and I then, said,
0: then I will continue <laughs> to promote them
1: even more. We'll mention uh, them in the beginning of the podcast when people actually yeah. might be listening, because by now most generation. people have stopped. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, chime in. What do you think about the controversy, and not just, not just um, I love pedals and you know blah blah blah, but what do you think about pedals, and are they musical instruments or are they? Um, a, a result of being lazy. And where do you stand on that?
0: Yep. Cool.
1: All right. Thanks everybody. We want to thank you for tuning in. Make sure you check us out at the guitar or the practical guitarist podcast Facebook group.